Good morning, Salem. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. To my pastor in his absence, thank you. To this wonderful body of believers, I say good morning to the deacons, to the mothers, to all the preachers in the house. There is a word from the Lord. And if you would go with me to the 51st Psalm, Numbers of Psalms, the 10th verse. Starting our reading at the 10th verse. Say, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted to you. Creating me. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come this morning just saying thank you, God. Thank you because you're so wonderful. Thank you because you're holy. Thank you because of your righteousness. Thank you because of your love. Thank you because of your joy. Thank you because of your redeeming salvation. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you, God. Lord, we stand before you this morning asking now that you lower me, that you may be lifted before men, that you may be given the glory. Lord, I stand before you this morning asking right now that, that you speak to me and through me, God, that that will be a word that will be a life-changing word, that it will heal the sick, it will men the brokenhearted God that it will cause those who are unsaved to come saying I yield I yield what must I do to be saved now God thank you Holy Spirit have your way in this place Holy Spirit have your way in this place it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask it all amen amen when God cleaned you up, you ought to tell somebody. When God cleaned you up, you ought to tell somebody. I have a four-year-old great-nephew, and he loves dirt. He loves to be dirty. He loves to roll around on the floor. He loves to roll around in the dirt. He loves to stump ants. And, and when it comes time to give him a bath, he, he always say, I don't want to take one. I want to keep my dirt on me. But nevertheless, we give him a bath, and he play, and all the dirt is in the water. And when he get out, he runs to me, because I'm not the one that normally gives him a bath. He'll run to me, and he'll say, I'm clean now. <laughs> Smell me. I'm clean now. Smell me. 
And so I have to go through this whole ritual of smelling him and saying, ooh, you smell good, Jack. Ooh, high five, man, you're clean, Jack. But he really is clean now. He says, smell me. Now, that's in the physical. But here in this text, David is in the spiritual. He said, creating me a clean heart. So that means that something has happened that his heart is no longer clean. Something has happened that David is no longer feeling like he's a part of the body of Christ. See, there's a separation when you got to ask God to create in you again a clean heart. That means something went awry somewhere. Well, well, where did it go awry at? In your spare time, go to 2 Samuel, the 11th and 12th verse, and you'll read the story about Bathsheba and David and Uriah. Just to give you some quick points on it, Dave, Uriah is a soldier in the army, and he's out there fighting the Lord's battle. David goes on top of his rooftop and sees Uriah's wife Bathsheba taking the bath. And he was enamored by her beauty. He asked, who is that woman? And they said, that is the wife of Uriah. He said, go and get her. Now, already his mind has left God. Because in the commandments, it tells us, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. So look at him. He's already out of order. He gets, uh, gets Bathsheba up there, and Bathsheba and him began to make love, and he sent her home, and later on, because she was keeping herself for the purification of her husband, she ended up pregnant. Now watch God. He's already in the midst, because if you shouldn't have been in that place, you wouldn't be pregnant. He's letting things be revealed without them wanting to be revealed. Bathsheba then goes and sends a word to David that she's pregnant. David tried to cover his mess again, getting far out of order. It's just like a lie. The more you tell it, it keeps going and going and going till you don't even know where it began. Look at him. David then God sent for Uriah to come home. Uriah come home and he said, go and be with your wife. But look at the faithfulness of Uriah. Uriah said, no. If the other men are not here, I am not going to have pleasure with my wife when we are fighting the Lord's battle. Right. You got to see this whole thing in motion. Don't worry about that. Uriah is, is home, but he said, I'm not sleeping with my wife. In fact, he did not even go into the home. He slept at the doorway with the servants. Yeah. So David then again bring him in and drink with him and ate with him and say, go and be with your wife. Uriah said, no, I'm not doing that. And so David said, well, go back to the war and send a note with him to Joab and told Joab to pull the men back and, and go to the worst place where you, there's a fighting and send Uriah up there. Still building foolishness. This David, the man not the God's own heart, this David who was anointed three times as king, this David who pleased God, this David who shot down Goliath, this David now is all in sin. Now, let me tell you something. If the man after God's own heart can do it, don't think you can't fall for sin yourself because Romans 3.23 tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Oh, you best believe it. You're not exempt from sin. Sin is all around us. As long as we live on this earth, we can fall for the ways of the world. Look at him. Look at him. He set this man up to be killed. Mm. Not only did he covet his, his household, not only did he commit adultery, and not only now he's committing murder. Thou should not kill. Don't you see the commandments falling? Do you, do you see him not following the word of God? He knows the commandments, and now he's, he's doing them all, and taking no thought of it. Because sin has wrapped in his mind. Sin is in his heart, and he wants what he wants because he desires something that's not his. Mm. Now, your sin may not be adultery, and you may not desire that, but how many pieces of cake did you eat this the yesterday? How many cookies did you wolf down yesterday? Oh, come on now. How many lies did you tell? How many pins did you pick up that weren't yours? You stole something. Yeah. I'm going to get on your street one. But it's all right. Because look at David. He's looking good. Now Uriah is dead and David then takes Bathsheba as his wife. And he takes Bathsheba as his wife. And Bathsheba is pregnant. So we're going to stop right there because at this moment, there's a whole lineage of stuff you can go to and read in the chapter 11. But then we skip all over to chapter 12. And, the, and God sent Nathan. Oh, who is Nathan? Nathan is a priest. And God sent Nathan to, to tell David. Nathan tried to be diplomatic by it, but he told him a parable. He said there were two men living in one city. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man had a lot of cattle. He had a lot of sheep and a lot of land. He had the money, in other words. The poor man had one ewe lamb, and he raised that ewe lamb up with him, and he nurtured him, and he fed him, and he gave him food, and gave him water. He let him sleep with him. He grew up with his children. Then all of a sudden, a stranger comes, and the stranger See, I'm just giving some background. The stranger, how David got to creating me. The stranger then goes to the rich man and asks for one of his sheep. But the rich man, being who he was, greedy, then dues his sheep, but then take him and get the sheep of the poor man. Now, the sheep of the poor man, the only thing the poor man had was that sheep. And Nathan is telling this to David, and David then says, oh, on the, the, by the name of the Lord, he yelled out, that this man should be put to death for doing such a thing. He said, who is he? Now, Nathan already gave him a parable. David's in his selfishness. David in his, in his mess can't even see himself. Oh, you got to understand, we don't see ourselves. We can point out everybody else's sin, but when we're in the midst of our sin, we can't see it. It's like they say, you can't see the trees when you're standing in the forest. Oh my God, look at David. He can't see the lie he has built. He can't see the death that he has done. He can't see the adultery 
adultery he has done. He can't see the defilement against God. So Nathan didn't sugarcoat nothing this time. He didn't go around the bush this time. He didn't rearrange the words this time. He said, it is you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you know you feel bad when somebody say, it is you. <laughs> Not me. It is you. <laughs> Oh, not me. I didn't, I didn't take that. It is you. No, I didn't lie to my children. It is you. No, I didn't lie to them. It is you. I didn't see it at all. Because I'm holier than thou. And I know nobody in Salem is, is a sinner today. But just in case you, you've done something, let me help you out a little bit. So then David goes and pin this 51st song. He goes and pin it. And he starts with have mercy on me oh God according to your loving kindness according to the multitudes of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions and watch me thoroughly from my iniquity. See, right here, David is humbling himself. So that's the first thing I want you to learn is humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Now, you find that in James 4 and 10, that in due season, he will, he will lift you up. You got to humble yourself. Stop blaming others for your sins. Stop putting your sins on somebody else. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will lift you up. David went straight to God. He didn't go to his mama. He didn't go to his daddy. He didn't go to his sister, brother, wives of nobody. He went to God and said, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. God, I need you. Cause your mercy suits my case. Your mercies are new every day. How many you know that your yesterday mercies are already gone? But this morning, I woke up in my right mind. I woke up. I can move my hands. I woke up. I can move my legs. New mercies. New mercies. then as he humbled himself David did the second thing he needed to do he acknowledged <laughs> he acknowledges his sin I know I, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody about it he acknowledged his sin Let me just tell you, he didn't tell his sin to people. The Bible tells us to confess our faults. And I can tell you my fault, I have sinned. 
but you can't handle my sin. You can't do nothing about my sin. He acknowledges his sin to God. He didn't tell his best friend. He didn't tell one of them wives or concubines he had. He acknowledges, he didn't even tell Nathan. He acknowledges his sin to God. He says, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins is always before me against you and you only have I sinned. I'm going to help somebody. You ain't sinned against nobody in this world. It's against God that you sin. See, Nathan told him over in 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter, around the ninth verse, that why have you despised God, the commandments of God? Why have you done this? He told him that. Why? You despise the commandments of God. Now, why did you sleep with Bathsheba? Why did you, why did you have Uriah killed? But why did you despise the commandments of God? Why have you despised the word of God? Why when we come up here and sing hallelujah, hallelujah, and go out there and be the hellcat that you are, why have you despised God? We can have it all where you go. Go to your job and you don't smile. You got to be mean because you're the boss. You don't have to be mean to be the boss. I used to be a boss. I wasn't mean. Woo. I'm going to help you today. He acknowledges his sin. He acknowledges how he got there. Because he was caught up in foolishness. He was caught up in lust and a desire of somebody else's property. He was caught up, and I know you said, she ain't no property. I already know. Well, don't worry. Back in that day, she was. Uh, he was caught up with somebody else's wife. So he sinned and sinned and sinned and God had to remind him who he belonged to. How many times have God tried to remind you who you are? When you're arguing with your spouse, he's trying to remind you who you are. When you're mad at your children, he's trying to remind you who you are when you don't talk to your friends no more because they said something about your clothes. He's reminding you who you are. You got to get beyond that foolishness. You got to know that, 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 that Satan will use people to trigger you. And you got to come back with the word of God. And if you can't do that, go somewhere and pray. Pray about it. Say, I don't want to do this no more. Walk away from it. I love that person and I don't want to do this anymore. I'm trying to help somebody. Help, help, help. Then, the last thing, getting down to our verse. And he, he goes through and he says, I have done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in the sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me to know them. Purge me with his, and I shall be, there you go again, clean. 
He asking God to do something nobody else can do. He asking God to, to purge him from the inside. Because he knows something is not right in him. Wash me. And he ain't talking about with the water, but with the Holy Ghost, the water of God. That's what he's talking about. Cleanse me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken. My rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Amen, amen. He acknowledging all that he's done right in this few uh, uh, scriptures. But then he get down to creating me. And that's what yeah. I want you to be at. A clean heart. And renew. Oh God, I need you to renew the right spirit in me. David is saying my heart is, is not right right now, God. So I need you to create. Look at the creature. Asking the creator to redo what he's already done. I need you to create in me. A clean heart. Sometimes I don't feel like talking to them. Sometimes I'm angry about something. Sometimes I'm depressed. But I need you to create in me a clean heart. I'm looking at somebody and God, you know what you need to do. And work in me, God. Work in me, God. I'm not talking about you, but work in me, God. You can't talk about nobody else until you ask God to work in you. Create in me. Oh, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And then what I need you to do is to renew. <laughs> I need you to renew. You know, you have to get your license renewed every so many years. You got to get them renewed because you'll be a violation. <laughs> you'll be a violation and you'll be committing a crime because you're driving with an unrenewed, unrenewed license. You get them renewed, but here go David said, I need you to renew the what? Spirit in me. But what spirit? I need the Holy Ghost to rise up in me so that I can have discernment, so that I can do your will, so that I can hear your voice. See, David can hear the, hear the voice of God if he was sleeping with Bathsheba. He can hear the voice of God if he was killing Uriah. He can hear the voice of God when he was committing adultery. But what he did was say, I need you to renew it in me. Change me inside. I don't care about the outside, but get the inside right. I'd rather be an ugly person with a beautiful spirit than be a beautiful person with an ugly spirit. Create in me. Create in me. He said, don't cast me away from your presence. Brother Jason, I need the Lord right here with me at all times. That when I step, he steps. That when he steps, I step. He said, don't cast me away from your presence. 
See, when somebody cash you from their person, they don't want to be bothered with you. When you see people moving away from you, they don't want to be bothered with you. They ain't going to tell you. They just move. All right. They just move. Why you don't call me no more? Well, I've been so busy. Why you ain't coming over no more? Well, you know the children. They just move. It's something they don't want to deal with that's in you. Mm. Who I'm talking to? Ooh. Or maybe you move from somebody. Because you don't want to deal with the spirit they have on Everybody like to say, try the spirit, buy the spirit. You better be careful. You ain't trying no spirit by a spirit because you might be dealing with all kinds of spirits. The Bible said try the spirit and see if it be of God. See if it be of God. <laughs> you sit there and say, I'm going to try spirit by spirit. And that person though, <laughs> is mean as a rattlesnake. <laughs> Have you ever, been, you ever been in a place and you all happy? And you sit down and everybody mad or something. And all of a sudden you feel this overwhelming spirit. Thing happening to you and you start dropping your head. That's because you got the wrong spirit. You try, you sin by a bad spirit. I ain't telling you to move today. <laughs> Don't cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Hmm. My last point. God asked to be restored. I mean, David asked to be restored. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your free spirit. Then... I would teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. You can bear this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. Many people ask me, how can you still smile during this time when you now I'm walking on the cane. Well, you got to understand that they told me I would never walk again. This joy that I have. The world, hallelujah, didn't give it to me. And the world ha, can't take it away. David, joy had left him. Your joy leaves you when you're caught up in sin. Yes. Your joy goes away when you're caught up in sin. But David said, restore He ain't talking to nobody but God. He said, because you're the only one who can restore the joy that lives in me. Oh, somebody in here needs to know that joy, joy, God's grace, joy. Joy, joy is down in my soul. Yeah. Sweet, beautiful, soul-saving joy. Oh, joy. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, that's all right. 
in my soul. Oh, I'm about to leave you here. But I don't want to leave you thinking that David didn't get what he asked God for. See, Nathan told him, David had forgiven you even in that moment because he knew that David went straight to God. And God told Nathan to tell him. But then David says, I'm going to teach. That's right, that's right. I'm going to teach transgressors. Oh, you got obligations, saints. I'm going to teach transgressions your ways. I'm going to teach you about the Lord. I'm going to teach you about Jesus. I'm going to teach you. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever, it ain't color based, whosoever, it ain't size based, whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. How many of you know that you got everlasting life? How many of you know I said it, I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I couldn't. Keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I was sinking, falling sin, way from the peaceful shore. But the master of the sea lifted me to rise no more, to be kept by Jesus.
we always worrying about what somebody got on. I'm telling you, COVID taught me I can worship God in sweatpants. Now, I ain't telling you to come up in sweatpants. You do what you feel right. But God ain't looking at what you got on the outside. Your heart need to be right. God see the heart of man. I know. We think he don't. but God, forgive me. I didn't mean to do it. Charge it to my head and I'm hard. And steady doing it. But if you don't know him, or maybe you need a better relationship. All right, all right. See, because David knew him, but his relationship was broken. He had separated from God. Some of us think we can come right back in and fill back up, and that's okay. But the truth of the matter is you ain't got right with God yet. Get right, get right. Get right with God today. If you don't know him, why don't you come? simply says believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead you shall be saved so we're speaking to those who don't know who he is but also this morning if you feel in your walk with Jesus that you have moved you have sinned against God and you haven't confessed that sin and you haven't let God know what you've done you can also come because our God will create in you a clean heart and he will renew a right spirit within you so come right now a clean heart. come on come on so I serve Lord 
reminding us that we can fall not from your grace and your mercy but we can fall due to our own actions that we can see what we don't need and try it here and there fall away and create a lie in our lives that make us think that everything is all right but Lord, thank God for the prophet of God that can come in our lives and speak to us and say, you are the man, you are the woman who have done this and you sinned against God and against God has you sin only. So Lord, we ask you this morning to create in us a, a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit, Lord. Lord, cast us not away from your presence and don't take your spirit away from us. Lord, if you do that, we'll teach transgressors your ways. Lord, we thank you for your word. For your word is a cleansing flood deep down in our soul. So Lord, I ask you right now, speak to the heart of your people. Let them know that I am the God that you can return to. Let them know that I am the God of another chance. Let them know that I'll redeem you even again. Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the honor and all the glory that is due your name. Oh, in the precious and matchless and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Lord, fix my heart so that I, I can be used for Somebody give God praise, give God praise, give him glory, give him praise, give, give him glory for reminding us again that he's a God that can clean you up from whatever you've done, your past sins, your right now sins, and your future sins. Give God praise. Thank God for this preacher. Thank God. Thank God. that the scriptures can remind us I know you you don't have to tell me but have enough sense 
to tell him that you fail. Have enough religion to tell him that you need him to clean you up and renew his spirit within you. Amen. Amen. Just some pastoral notes this morning. Uh, our church business meeting has been scheduled, and right now it's tentatively, but go ahead and put the market calendar Saturday, June 17th, 9.30 a.m. Saturday, June 17th, 9.30 a.m. You got that? Somebody blasted Instagram, Facebook. Go ahead and put it out there. Church meeting is set for June 17th, 930. And uh, for those of membership, check your emails for confirmation of this time, this date and time. And I want to thank God again for all of you and for your continued support in giving and your continued support in also praying for those in our family who are dealing with sickness and bereavement particularly those breathing in death. And we want to thank you so much for all you have done and for all that you continue to do. Just want to uh, let you know that uh, Pastor Haynes is fine. He brings his greetings to the church. Um, I've, I've talked to him more the last two days via text message than I have in the last week by phone. But he just wants everybody to know that he's doing well. He and Sister Beville both doing well. He, is uh, got a little ailment and recovering, and so just pray for him, amen. Pray for him, amen. So, if you will, we thank God for you doing that. Um, it's now time for us to come together to pray. And if you will, if you have prayers that you need, we'll pray not only for our offering, but we'll also pray for your lives. So, if you will, just stand on your feet if anyone to come to the altar. Reverend Brother Alvin Barnett, can you come and pray for us, pray for the people? Oh, to him I freely give I will ever And trust him in his presence daily. Oh, lift your voice. Oh, I, I surrender all. Amen. Come on, you can still come. Oh, I. Father, we, we come today in the precious name of Jesus. We come thanking you, Lord, for all of your mercy and your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that even though we have failed, you have made provisions for us, Lord, that we can come back to you. For your word said that if we confess our sins, that you will be faithful 
and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We thank you, Lord, that you have looked past our faults and saw our needs. We thank you, Lord, for your word today, Lord, for we all need to have for you to create in us in a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us to be here today. We thank you, Lord, that you guided us through the rain coming here to your house today. We thank you, Lord, that did nothing happen, Lord. But then, Lord, we thank you that you used this preacher today, Lord, that challenges us, Lord, that we need to have a right relationship with you at all times. So today, Lord, we lift it all up to you. We lift our burdens up to you, Lord. We lift our cares up to you today, Lord. Lord, we lift up all our frustrations, Lord, and our depression to you today, Lord. And Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, that you are going to heal the land. So Lord, thank you today. Lord, thank you for this offering today. Thank you for those who gave, Lord, and, and those who don't, who don't think it's robbery to give to God. Now, Lord, all those who stand today, we don't know what their concerns may be, Lord, but you know. We're asking you, Lord, that you would touch in the name of Jesus, that you would deliver in the name of Jesus. Somebody might have came up with a question today, Lord, answer it for them. Somebody might have came, Lord, with a closed door, open it for them, Lord. Somebody, Lord, might have came today lifting up their child, their job. I don't know what it was, Lord, but you know. And so, Lord, we ask your blessings today. We ask your blessings on our pastor today, Lord. Keep him in your care, Lord. Continue to strengthen him, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you for our first lady also. Keep them both, Lord, in your care. And so, Lord, as we go back to our seats, Lord, let us leave what we came, what we brought up to the altar. Bless us to leave it there. Help us to let it go and put it down and walk away and let you deal with it. Help us, Lord, to obey you and leave the consequences to you. So, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Oh Lord, now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to him who is able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. And may it be both now henceforth and forevermore. And the people of God said. several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.